This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, episode 160. I am your host, as always, Adam, from golfunfiltered.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at golfunfiltered, and you can send me an email, golfunfiltered, at gmail.com. It's been a little while since we last spoke, folks, and I apologize for that. Things are getting busy here over at GUHQ, uh, specifically for my day job, actually. Uh, But today, I bring you a conversation with Ryan Engel, a uh, gentleman who is the creator, founder entrepreneur, whatever you want to call them, of this exciting new smartphone app, GolfScope. For those of you who know what augmented reality is, or AR as it's referred to in uh, tech space, basically it's a feature on many different smartphones, both iPhone and Android these days, where it will scan, uh, using the camera, it'll scan the world around you and you can play different games that support uh, AR, or it could use different apps that supports that feature. And GolfScope is exactly that. It, it will actually help read putts for you. I know how, how that sounds, and uh, for those of you who follow me on Twitter probably have so- seen the video that I posted recently of me uh, playing with this this thing that seems almost like a straight out of a Tiger Woods uh, EA Sports game where you see the putting line on the putting green. Well, I can tell you that it works. I've had the chance to use it uh, quite a few times. I've spoken with Ryan in the past to give him feedback on how to make the app better. And this week, or at least a little bit after this show airs, you will be able to go out to the at least the iPhone App Store or Apple App Store and uh, download GolfScope. So Ryan and I talk a lot about the technology. We talk about what made him want to get into this space because it is a pretty big leap into augmented reality and and something that will actually read putts for you. So it's a great conversation. A few shout outs to my friends. First and foremost, over to the Hackers Paradise, if you're listening to this on the THP radio app. Also want to say hello to our friends over at Budget Golf and Cleveland and Srixon. So without uh, much further ado, here's our conversation with Mr. Ryan Angle, founder of GolfScope. back, folks. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I am joined today by Mr. Ryan Engel. He is the creator of probably the most innovative golf app that I've seen to date, GolfScope. Ryan, uh, this is a pretty cool thing you got going on so far. How are you, how are you today? Adam, I'm doing great. And uh, I, I think those are extremely kind words, especially coming from you. I know you look at a lot of very innovative golf tech, so I appreciate that. You know, it's funny because I don't know all the different things that my smartphone can do. And then when you showed me what you've created with GolfScope, it just blew me away. Like I had heard of this thing called augmented reality or AR as it's referred to. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But it's just a it's a different take on something that golfers have wanted for a long time. And that is just help with their putting. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, 
and it really comes down to what you initially said, the kind of, I don't know a lot of the things that my phone can do. And that was really the, the impetus to create GolfScope. Um, I was actually playing around to golf myself and uh, had a lot of putts lined up, and I was having a really hard time reading the greens. And I thought to myself, you know, my phone's got a lot of really high-tech sensors. It's, you know, almost a $1,000 piece of hardware in my pocket. It has got to be able to help me read some of these greens. Uh, and one thing led to another, and, uh, you know, GolfScope is effectively the byproduct of that kind of initial concept. So folks probably don't know who Ryan Engel is, but they're going to know very soon. Why, why don't you let us know a little bit about your background, where you're from, and how you got uh, interested in the game? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'll start with uh, the beginning, which is sort of, you know, how I got into golf, the most important part. Uh, I actually uh, spent a decent portion of my childhood living in Africa, and I was living in South Africa hmm. uh, while um, I, I was 11, and my dad would play golf on the weekends. And one day, I didn't have anything to do. I guess I was bored, and I asked my dad if I could join him for a round of golf. And uh, he said, "Yep, but if uh, you know, if you if you take too long, I'm going to tell you to pick up the ball and move on to the next hole, um, <laughs> because obviously, you know, pace of play matters." Uh, and I said, "Yep, yeah, no problem." So we go out there, and I kind of immediately took to the game. He didn't ask me to pick up once. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, I had quite a few tens and higher, but I was able to. <laughs> And, uh, and I fell in love with it. And, you know, one of the nicest things about living in South Africa is uh, the weather's fantastic. The weather was between 55 and 85 degrees every day of the year. And we lived right behind a golf course. Uh, and it cost a dollar for me to play as a junior. So I could go out there after school and uh, play golf almost, you know, every day of the year practically. Uh, put plenty of, uh, you know, divots. And, uh, and and messed up our backyard quite a bit practicing there. Um, but I, I was there for three years and, and played a lot of golf and fell in love with the game. And uh, and I've always been very interested in, in technology. So, you know, stepping forward, uh, I uh, got my computer science degree from Virginia Tech, uh, was really into kind of gaming and, uh, you know, building computer games. So got this um, 3D background from that. Uh, and started building games after college, joined a small company here. Uh, I live in Austin, Texas. Did that for a little while. Uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff comes down to timing, and I got really lucky because I graduated in 2007, and the iPhone came out that year, and it was a year later that the iPhone released uh, the App Store, and you could start building apps for the iPhone. And that was right when, you know, I, I effectively started my career. So I started working on uh, iPhone apps in 2008. So, you know, I can I can legitimately say I've been doing this as long as anybody uh, in, in the iPhone space. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it was pretty cool because, at, you know, in 2008, there were no experts on mobile app development. Um, I, I quickly, you know, kind of was able to work on a lot of really cool apps for some big companies. I worked for a, an agency and we worked on some apps for Google and Audi. Uh, and a bunch of other Fortune 500 companies. Eventually, I was introduced uh, to the founder of 1-800-CONTACTS, who also happened to be the founder of Glasses.com. 
And they were working on this really cool new technology called uh, augmented reality. And this was back in 2011 that we were introduced. So very, pretty early before anyone really knew what AR was. Uh, and they wanted to use AR to put glasses on your face so that you could buy glasses through your phone. Hmm. Um, and it sounded like a pretty crazy idea. You know, I was kind of imagining something that looked a little bit cartoony. But he, uh, you know, he showed me a demo of someone from the computer graphics field who had done actual, you know, movie production. And he showed me two side-by-side videos of the guy wearing glasses. And I'm kind of thinking, why are you showing me these two videos? And he's like, well, one of them, he's not actually wearing glasses. One of them's computer graphics. And I'm like, that's no, no way. <laughs> and he's like, that, that's what we want to build. He's like, we want to build it so you don't even know that the person's not wearing glasses. And I was like, okay, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be really hard, but really interesting. Uh, and, uh, you know, a year and a half later, we, we sort of cracked it and we, uh, glasses.com was launched and it was, uh, it was quite a success at the time. And it ended up getting acquired by, uh, Luxottica. Uh, so that whole process was extremely interesting to me. And I kind of saw, uh, you know, a product get built from the ground up, very heavily involved on the tech side of it. Um, and, uh, after that, the, the founder, Jonathan Kuhn asked if I would join his next startup, called Wikibuy, which uh, helps you save money online. Uh, I did that, uh, spent the last four years there. And then about six months ago, while I was still at Wikibuy, is when I kind of had this, uh, you know, this moment uh, realizing on the golf course that, hey, I think there's a way to use this AR tech that, you know, I'm slightly familiar with uh, to help with golf. Uh, and if it's doable, then I think, you know, it could, it could have a pretty big uh, impact on the way that uh, people approach the game. And so what's interesting about that is throughout the years, throughout you starting your career, dating all the way back from when you were playing with your dad in South Africa, you're still playing the game of golf. And so was there was there always a goal, an end goal of getting back into golf as a career? Well, you know, it's funny. So when I was uh, when I was 11 um, and I started playing, it, it didn't take that uh, that long to start beating my dad. I'm uh, not not to put my dad on, <laughs> on the spot or anything. He's not the best golfer ever, but um, you know he's been playing a lot longer than me. So for a very short period, a very short period of time, uh, you know, I figured pro golf was probably the right fit for me. Uh, <laughs> As and, is if every and then, kid. And then I, what's that? Every kid thinks that at some point. <laughs> it, it, exactly, and then and then I uh, you know did high school golf uh, actually. And uh, quickly realized that, you know, that was probably not the case. And there are some really good, you know, junior golfers out there that uh, have been playing a lot longer, have, have a lot more, more skill. Um, so, you know, that, that kind of took a little bit of the wind out of the sails for me on the golf front. And I actually took, I took a little bit of, a, I took it a little bit less seriously after high school. Uh, I, was, I, I would still play casually and I still really enjoyed it. But it was really about two years ago when I started playing again more frequently, you know, maybe every other week or something like that. And I had a friend who played, so we would go out. And that's when I realized a couple things. One, that uh, I still really loved golf. Mm -hmm. And uh, two, that, you know, golf was kind of primed for disruption when it comes to technology. Um and a lot has been done on the tech front, uh, but with AR and, you know, virtual reality, 
being these two fields that are, I think are about to explode. Uh, that just got me really excited because of all the sports out there, I think golf is the best suited for those technologies. And, um, you know, I can really see them having a huge impact. So once, once, you know, those two things kind of clicked, then it was like, Oh yeah, I really, I really want to do something professionally in the golf space and, and in the tech space. And, uh, you know, I think now's the time to do it. And the result of that, that passion and the, and the desire to do something like that is golf scope. And so in a very general high level definition, what is golf scope? Yeah, great question. So effectively in its current incarnation and, you know, the long-term goal is to continue to improve it. This is really, I still consider it a beta, um, the current goal of golf scope is focused on putting and it uses augmented reality and your camera to read the contours of the green uh, and to show you the line as if you're seeing it, you know, kind of from, from the view of a professional golfer or a professional caddy and to really show you the breaks, the contours and exactly where you need to aim to make, the putt Mm -hmm. so the goal is to give you that true view of the putt and display all the information that you need uh to make a putt that's that's kind of the the initial premise of golf scope to use augmented reality to help you make more putts and so Um, and when you say augmented reality and and the folks who might not have used this because there are games out there that you can download on the app store and and you can have a little dancing cartoon in your in your living room if you want but what right what, what golf scope does uh, and i've used the app and and when you and i were, were talking a little bit about the use of the app it it scans the the green and it will it will show all the hills and the breaks and uh, basically as you mentioned the line of the putt for those of us who are are you know our age we're both in our uh, you know 30s will remember from video games that we played where if you wanted to putt a ball, you would see a line going from the ball to the hole. And and this is literally what golf scope provides to you, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of meant to be, you know, a real life video game, a, a real life, you know, PGA, um, what like the Tiger Woods PGA game, uh, for, for every golfer. And it's incredible. And, you know, it's funny, Ryan, when, when you and I, uh, when you had first brought the idea to me to kind of say, Hey, would you like to try this out? I'll admit I was a little skeptical at first because one, I, I didn't really know what AR was. <laughs> and and two, you know, I, I just, I couldn't fathom that a camera on a smartphone just pointed at the ground can give me an accurate read on what the putt was. And, and as I told you in a previous phone conversation, I, I was playing golf with a friend and I was using one of the earlier versions of the app. And I said, you know what, I'm going to try this out. Tried it out. He's like, I don't believe it. I'm going to try to hit a putt on this line that it's telling me. And he sank the first putt that he hit. And I've used the the app since then a few other times and in different iterations. Uh, and it still shocks me how accurate this, this putting line is. Uh, you said you have a background in software development to a degree. I, I mean, how much time and energy went into making this thing work and being as accurate as it is? 
Yeah, right. Good, good question. So, so you know, I, I basically had that initial idea in my head um, when I was playing that round of golf, and that was August of last year. And uh, I, I guess I have a lot of ideas, and sometimes they come and sometimes they go. And this one just wasn't going. So I was thinking about it, you know, during work, after work, and I said, okay, I, I've got to, I got to figure out if this is a, a good idea or not. Um, so I took a week off of work. I uh, built a prototype. I basically used the phone to collect as much data as it would give me. And then I built a prototype and it wasn't even running on the phone. It was actually just running on my computer. Um, and, you know, I spent kind of all day and night uh, just around the clock practically that one week seeing if I could do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got far enough that week to to convince myself that this was in fact possible with the current hardware and software. It would take a lot of iteration, but there, you know, there, there was something here. Um, and, uh, and so that was probably in September. Then every kind of night and weekend, uh, I still have my full-time job. So every night and weekend I was uh, jamming away at this thing as many hours as I could. Um, and then I finally got to the point where I said, I've got to, I just can't stop thinking about this. And, you know, I think it's going to work. Um, and decided that at the beginning of this year, January, I would, uh, leave my, my full-time job and start doing this full-time. And since then I've been at it, you know, nonstop, um, trying to make tweaks here and there and i think we finally got it working in a pretty good state right around when when you first tried it which i guess was maybe a couple months ago uh and from there we've put a ton of time trying to think through all the different usability trying to make some of the data that we're showing a little bit more obvious trying to remove as many taps and uh and you know inputs as possible um since my background is very much on the tech side and on sort of the app uh and usability side uh, really trying to think through reducing friction is something that 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 I spend a lot of time on, and especially a product like this where you're using it on the golf course, mm-hmm. and uh, you know pace of play is such a big deal. You can't have somebody entering data, you know, through the keyboard when they're playing golf. That's going to take way too much time. Every tab matters, so we spend a lot of time just trying to try different designs. I would go play 18 holes, be like, you know, this worked, that didn't work. Let's go back to the drawing board. Uh, been contracting a designer, and uh, and other than than that, you know, it's been uh, it, it's it's been it's been pretty much uh, all of this year at least uh, focusing on it on it full time along with uh, sort of the part time prior to this. It's incredible how much work you've accomplished in such a short time. I mean, you had mentioned just last August is when the ball really started rolling. And I want to get into a little bit uh, of the specifics of the app here in a second. But, you know, I've never taken on something as uh, as innovative as a, go- as a golf app. Uh, I've had many times with this podcast and even the web- website where I've kind of just wanted to throw my hands up and say, you know what, that- that's enough. Uh, did, you ever, did you ever hit a point where you're like, what the heck am I doing? Oh, yeah. Uh, there, there were a couple times um, where I would, I would, I would, you know, have a build and I'd feel really good about it. And then I'd go out there to use it and it would crash on every other hole or the wreath would be entirely off. And, you know, they, they'd be just just way out there. And I would start to question, like, you know, is the data good enough to do this? 
Um, and, uh, you know, it, going through a lot of, I, I sort of worked on uh, a lot of different startups, um, most of the time as a, as a contractor. Um, but every project goes through these phases where you have that, that doubt, you know, that doubt appears and persistence is really your best tool. So, uh, I would complain like crazy to my wife and she would say, you'll figure it out. And I'd say, that's not helping. And then she'd say, well, you'll figure it out. And, and then I would go back to the drawing board and we'd keep going. So, <laughs> um, so it, it was a lot, I mean, it was a lot of trial and error. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I would just keep thinking back to the few times where, where, you know, it did work really well and think like, okay, all I have to do is figure out you know, why it worked then and, and why it's not working now and, uh, and we'll get there. And uh, I, I want to be, you know, extremely clear uh, to your audience and everyone who, who ho- will hopefully eventually try this, that it's certainly not perfect a- as it currently stands. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I- I'm fully committed to doing everything in, uh, in my power to get it there over time. How much of a strong support system has your wife been in this endeavor? Oh my God! It uh, I I feel extremely extremely grateful. We actually have a little uh, one and a half year old, so mm-hmm. she you know she takes care of him, uh, and I'm working from home, and you know I, I can hear him screaming and you know thinking oh I should probably go help, and she she just she just takes care of it, uh, and uh, she's she's given me you know nights and weekends to work on this thing. We're obviously you know taking quite a financial risk. Um, and she's just been incredibly supportive. So I really, I really couldn't do it without her. Uh, and uh, I'm really grateful. She, uh, she doesn't actually, uh, uh, play golf, which is, is probably a good thing in this case, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but, you know, I, I show her the app and I'm like, Hey, does this make sense? You know, even from a non-golfer, cause you know, if, if you don't play golf and you can figure it out, then maybe we're, we're on the right track. So it's been great to get her feedback just on general usability and stuff like that too. So speaking of, of the usability, let's let's talk a little bit about how the app actually works. And so uh, you basically, you go up to your putt and you turn on the app on your phone. You point the phone at your putt and you get prompted to basically identify the position of your ball on the green. And that's just, you use your finger and you then walk to the hole and the camera picks up at least as far as I've found it, it's pretty good at picking up where the hole is. And it just asks for you to confirm that this is where the hole is. And you just, after a couple finger touches, the app does the rest of the work and then voila, you've got a putting line to try out. Yeah, exactly. You you nailed it. So, you know, our, our goal right from the beginning was to make sure that you could do this whole thing with just two, two taps. So tap one is to confirm your ball. And we, we spent a lot of time, uh, working on um, some computer vision algorithms to automatically identify golf balls, uh, including balls of different colors, um, mm-hmm. and spent a lot of time training an algorithm to identify the hole. And I remember in the process of doing it and testing it, you know, it wasn't working perfectly, and there was definitely sort of the question of, like, is this worth the time? Is this worth the effort to get this automatic ball detection? Like, the app will still work if we don't have the automatic ball detection. And I just remember thinking the few times when it did work, like, wow, this is so much better. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to be very precise with your phone if you can just tap yes and then walk to the hole and tap yes. So, yeah, two taps and uh, and you've got the line. And uh, that's, 
um, you know, we feel like that that's pretty much as good as we could get, at least for V1. And so now, on top of that, there are some other features, such as, you know, you get to see the make percentage of certain putts, and you get to see the distance that the putt rolled, and then you even get a shot history. I'm actually looking at the app right now. Uh, and so you get ah. all of this this detail that's on top of just the line of the putt. So it, it, this, in my opinion, I mean, would you say that this is maybe more geared, certainly for people on the golf course, but perhaps even more of a benefit to folks just learning the game? Yeah, that's a really good question. And, uh, you know, we've run a, a beta with, with um, over 100 people using it. And I, I've actually, I kind of expected that um, somebody, you know, very similar to me, I, I'd say I'm a slightly better than average golfer, um, you know, more of an avid golfer. I figured people like me that are into tech and into golf would, would really like this. And they'd be, you know, they think the putt percent and stuff like that was really interesting and cool and uh, great for tracking stats. It turns out that the beginners, you know, really like it because in a lot of cases, they're not even sure how to go about reading a green. So it kind of gives them uh, just a foundation, which is great. And then, um, you know, we've uh, actually even had some pros check it out and some um, really high-end teachers have started to check it out. And, uh, And they've been excited about different things, like the ability, one of the things that you can do is you can decide whether you want to hit a conservative putt, a normal putt, or uh, an aggressive putt. And the difference there is essentially how far past the hole the ball is going to go. So a normal putt is going to go about a foot and a half past the hole, um, which, you know, gives you a pretty easy shot if if you miss. Uh, A conservative putt is basically just going to go a few inches past the hole. So it's it's almost going to die in the hole. Um, and an aggressive putt is going to go a few feet past the hole. So if you miss, you know, you, you got a little bit coming back. And different uh, different players have very different preferences. And even on a per-putt basis, you might have a different preference around what you want to do. If it's a you know, crucial birdie putt to get your best round ever, you're probably going to hit it a little bit more aggressive. If it's a safe par putt, you know, downhill, and you're, you know, trying trying to – uh, make the cut or, you know, not, not lose too many strokes, you might go a little bit more conservative. So we found the better players really have appreciated that specific feature um, because they think a lot about how aggressive they want to be on each putt. And, and it can have a pretty big impact on, uh, on the line as the ball is going slower, um, more, you'll see more break. So a conservative putt will typically have, noticeably more break than uh than an aggressive putt mm-hmm. which um which you know ha- has a big impact on where you, what line you pick uh so so interestingly different players of different skill levels um seem to be excited about different features which uh w- which is great and not you know not entirely expected and we should be pretty clear here that this isn't uh, okayed for tournament play at this point. I mean, this is this is a, a tool that players could use during practice rounds, casual rounds with their friends, just to kind of learn a little bit more about their tendencies to the point that you just brought up about, okay, well, if I choose the conservative line more often than an aggressive line, this is my make percentage versus the alternative, right? 
That, that's exactly right. And, but, you know, that, that is something that over time we hope to sort of uh, ha- have some impact on. Uh, you know, the, the rules of golf are, are constantly changing. And one thing that, that, that I find, you know, kind of, kind of ironic is um, this, this technology in its current state, according to the current rules of golf, will not be legal for tournament play. However, you can uh, have a professional caddy and you can bring a, a green map that gives you every contour of the green. You could sit out there and take notes all night long uh, that tells you how every putt breaks. And you can bring that with you to a tournament. Mm-hmm. That's totally legal. Um, and, you know, in my mind, this technology is, is really no different than that. The, the biggest difference is now it's available to everyone, to people who don't want to spend all night on the golf course keeping track of every putt or, you know, don't want to uh, pay a lot of money for a green map or don't don't have a professional caddy. So, you know, I, I think this is a step towards really democratizing the data that's already out there and it's already legal for golf. And, uh, you know, I think rangefinders are a pretty good example of how the rules of golf can at least bend to accommodate new technology. So when rangefinders were first introduced, you know, they were deemed illegal and you couldn't play with them at tournaments. Now it's sort of up to the local ruling. Uh, you, you know, you still don't see them on the tour, um, but a lot of tournaments do allow rangefinders. Um, and, uh, you know, we're hoping we get to the point where, where – uh, this, this is something that everybody has access to, and it, it, um, it, it will help you read the break, but it doesn't hit the ball for you. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that, in my mind, that's the essence of golf. The essence of golf is not having the data. The essence of golf is actually hitting the stroke and uh, hitting the line that you want. Uh, so currently, you're, you're absolutely right, you know, this is not uh, tournament legal based on the on the rules today, uh, but we hope to get to the point where it can be treated at least like a rangefinder. Uh, the rangefinder is a great example you bring up. I mean, I would have never thought in a million years that those would have been allowed. And what they did is they found a way to make them uh, playable during tournaments by just turning off a few features. So maybe that's not too far for uh, technology such as this. And Folks, we're, we're talking to uh, Mr. Ryan Engel again. And, Ryan, I, I want to talk a little bit about availability. We've been talking golf scope up uh, quite a bit. Uh, my understanding is that you guys uh, formally submitted golf scope to the, uh, the App Store a little few days ago, actually. Uh, any indication when it might be available for us to download? That's a really good question. So um, the last couple of weeks have been very interesting for us on the business front, and we've been contacted by quite a few different people uh, you know, relatively big players in the golf space that are interested in doing something with us. And uh, we're working through those discussions, and that uh, could have a pretty big impact on the exact launch date. So technically, we're in a position now where we are ready to launch when the app is approved. Um, but in terms of actually launching, there there are quite a few moving parts that that were not uh, that are that are were unforeseen. Um, that are all good things, mm-hmm. but uh, so, so it's hard to commit to it an exact date at this time, which I apologize for. I, I would love to be able to tell you, but things are moving so quickly that I, I don't want to commit and then, and then miss. No, that makes complete sense. And it's always good, you know, it's good news at least. And so there's people that want to partner with you to, 
to make Golf Scope as uh, as good as it can be. And I'm sure that you and I will be in touch with each other when this is actually available for us to try out on a grander scale. Uh, but Ryan, I, I do want to uh, thank you again for coming on to share the story of Golf Scope. We do look forward to it coming out and uh, at, for everyone to try on a grander scale. Anything else we should know about Golf Scope uh, before we let you go today? Uh, yeah, two, two things. One, um, for anybody interested, they can go to golfscope.com and you can enter your email address and we will absolutely contact you as soon as it's available. Um, and, and there are also some videos on there in case you want to see how it works because this is one of those products where, you know, seeing a video does make a big difference. Um, and two, when it is released, uh, we will definitely be offering a free trial period. Uh, so that anyone who is interested will be able to try this uh, for free. And uh, some of the feedback that we've received so far, um, mostly from people actually who have seen videos, not necessarily people who have used the app, is uh, concerns around pace of play. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I just, I, I just would really love people to, you know, try the try the free version, try it on the course. I know it, it may seem like it may have an impact on pace of play, but according to the data that we've collected from our beta testers so far, uh, it is a net neutral impact. Mm -hmm. it, it is not slowing things down, uh, and we hope that over time, through some more improvements, uh, we can actually show that this uh, speeds up play um, because at the end of the day, you'll, you won't be making as many – you won't have as many putts. Um, so that that's one way to speed up play is actually sure. to, to take your shots. Absolutely, and and to that point as well, and so to come to your defense a little as well, Ryan. I mean, I, I have used the the app as I've mentioned, and I agree with you completely. I mean, and and folks, if if you do have that question in your mind whether or not this will actually slow things up, just consider what you do in your regular foursome. You still read a putt. You probably pull the flag stick, walk around the green a whole bunch anyway. All you really have to do is just add this element while you're doing that to help something else read the putt for you. And so uh, that's something that I've found to help with everything. And, and I have also seen things move a little bit quicker, at least in my foursome. So uh, take that for what you will, listeners. And Ryan, I want to thank you very much for uh, coming on today. And we look forward to hearing more about Golf Scope. Awesome. Thank you so much, Adam. I really appreciate it.